Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. DA on CBS Sports Radio. DA, how you feeling, bro? Oh, I'm feeling a little crowded. I'm doing great. I got one question, one question only. How you doing? Well, I feel good and I'm doing well. Welcome back to the final hour on a Wednesday morning. I'm Andrew Bogish. Pete the Body Bilotti was here, but he just fell out of his chair laughing at what I'm not sure. Uh, Ryan Botcher remains professional. At, well, Papoil does not because I just actually got a full glimpse of his half-unbuttoned Hawaiian shirt. And there's a lot of boil out for the world to see this morning. I watched the A.com, YouTube, Twitch. I don't know if I should apologize or say you're welcome. It's probably a 50-50 split. But you're welcome for boil. Being in all his boil glory on this Wednesday morning. As we continue, a different cast of characters every day this week with D.A. filling in for Jim Rome through tomorrow. D.A. is back in the main share. The namesake returns on Monday. And by then, we will continue to be breaking down the new college football season. And I'm sure, as his, as he usually does, if you've missed DA's take on this week's stories, you'll get a quick recap of all those things on Monday as well. DA is very good about catching you up on where he is so you guys can get back in sync and then move forward. That's coming up on Monday. Why are you laughing, Boyle? I just, I, I love the tinge of tone in that voice so i mean it it is we we have not done i i don't want to say it out loud um because i don't necessarily want it to come back but we have not done the airing of grievances in a long time it's been it's been a couple of years if we had to do it i would gently point out that when da does come back from anything break a full week one day paternity leave that first show back it's as if the rest of us weren't here the week before. And he did it just the other day. I'm trying to remember the specific stories, but I walked in the studio and I said to the guys, I'm like, it's like we weren't here. Like he didn't even reference the fact that we had done any of these things. It, I think it might have been like Otani wasn't traded. It was like a bunch of stuff that was 72, 96 hours old. And it was as it was all new and that we hadn't had guests on about it. So I would probably mention that if I was going to air a grievance or two. But thankfully, we don't do that anymore because I don't want to hear bad things. Yeah, but I, I totally understand why he's doing it because I think, obviously, a lot of people that listen to the show want to hear DA's opinions. Right. So even if it is a couple days old, you know, you can kind of refreshen it I think, to a certain degree. Yes, I, I think my grievance would be the way it's presented. Uh, okay, as if you mean nothing. As if the shows hadn't happened without him. It wasn't ever prefaced as, I know I wasn't here. I know the guys had on Ted Johnson to discuss it. I know it's a couple of days old. He just does it like it hadn't been done before. It so you, always catches my yeah, ear. So you don't want to be made out to feel as if you're nothing. Which is 100% or 99% of me being oversensitive. But I also know that Sean noticed it too. Okay, yeah. Not necessarily in a bad way, but it was just it was always a chuckle like, yeah, we did that last Wednesday. 
when he'd come back on Monday and just fire away on that on that big just a tape. reset of the topics. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You don't you without don't, saying here's what here's what I missed. It was just you don't want to feel like you're nothing. Yeah. We we did some hard work, some heavy lifting. That's you're all. Getting rewarded for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Understood. In what way? Not by Wendy's breakfast today. That's right. I off. Well, no, no, oh, oh. no, no, no. I'm he not, had the fries. This is not a knock at you. Oh, just the, the, the we were in a nice little cycle for a while. They were ripped open bag of Wendy's. Pick this, pick that, and we were going well for a while. Now it seems like there's less options and there's less sharing going on. Oh, you guys were getting full gro- full go at Wendy's every Wednesday for the most part. I, July was very good to us on the Wendy's front. August has not been. They were French toast sticks. They were multiple breakfast sandwiches. There were some weird healthy oatmeal bars, breakfast potatoes. It was a free-for-all. And now there's like two things. And if you're not in the newsroom with the right nanosecond, you don't get it. You anything. guys need more friends down the hall. It sounds feel, like. It feels like that's the case. It's another more friends. Sh- period, right? In any location? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you'd be a, you're a, I got enough friends kind of guy. Uh, no, yeah, Pete after, wants more after friends. After a while, you, you have to, uh. Kind of cut it off because you don't have much time. Right. Is that another thing we should interview people for, to be your new friend? That's the first question that's asked. Can you be my friend? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's not weird. That's, yeah. You know, I keep trying to get info out of you from these job interviews. We should probably go to the people who interviewed to get the inside scoop on you in these meetings. So the well, few things I've heard are... Go ahead. You know... Stone face, can't read him. He might hate me. He might love me. He gave me nothing. But I, I, we need more dirt. No, we don't need any dirt. We need to pick the producer, and that's no, it. You're wrong. Once Dump you pick the, the producer, then the dirt begins to get dug up. <laughs> On what? The whole process. <laughs> the process is a, It's like any job in any company. No, I need more stories. Things were said. Maybe spreadsheets were shared, binders handed out, <laughs> tuxedos worn, weird questions we the asked. Thing. Uh, with with the, one of the candidates having tuxedos. Well, we didn't share it. He walked through the room like that. He shared it. <laughs> he didn't tell us a secret. I'll see what I can do again. Uh, the PGP, side A and side B, will uh, debut sometime later today. Uh, later this hour, we'll talk baseball with Bob Nightingale of USA Today. Oh, by the way, we still haven't picked the poll question today. So it might end up just being what should today's poll question be as the poll question. Because <laughs> we're throwing things up there and they just keep getting shot down. I mean, I, I got it. Who's you, today's MVP of the show? Yeah? Yeah. Who's today's MVP of the show? Bogus, Boyle, Botcher, or myself? Are you hoping that you win that somehow? No, I'm hoping I lose. Why well, you, uh, you left out Cap. And Cap. Cap, Can't have five choices. Well, no, well, no. Look, look, no. The, the award should be named after Cap. No, don't walk it back now. The Andrew now you're Kaplan. naming the MVP of the show well, after him? I don't think we can put five people on the poll. We also know, we also we know how think. you feel about Cap sitting in that room down the hall having no negative. There's no punishment. There's no downfall for Cap. He just sits back there, makes funny graphics, and bothers Boyle during his updates. Well, he's not sitting back there today. Uh I don't want to reveal it's all the a secrets. home show for yes. Kaplan, and he's still taking swings at Boyle's pronunciations during updates. <laughs> wow. Okay, Cap. look out. Okay, Cap. Cap's like catching a stray. I think for the first time ever, at least well, that I've heard. I th- I think I think it should be called the Andrew Kaplan MVP. So, other than Kaplan, who's the MVP of the show today? Of the show today. That's going up right now. I hear Botcher typing at CBS Sports Radio. Yes. Thank you. Okay, great. Um, so, again, 
it is not surprising, it is not startling that NFL teams are worth ridiculous amounts of money. But we got a new batch of numbers yesterday through Sportico, the website, about exactly how much all of these teams are worth and how much money they bring in. And it's just, it is just ridiculous. And I was already going to mention the fact that I think 6 million of you knuckleheads watched the Jets and Browns in the Hall of Fame game last week, a game that it didn't have any actual starters basically in it. No Aaron Rodgers, no Deshaun Watson, and still 6 million of you watched on a summer Thursday night. The NFL always wins. PB boys hit the over. Of course they did. Uh, the latest numbers, again, from Sportico, it's just, it's ridiculous. The average value of an NFL franchise right now is roughly $5 billion with the Cowboys leading the way at $9.2 billion. We began with the Commanders and Eric Bieniemy, and I told you they would come back into the show. They come back to remind you that they just sold for a record $6.05 billion, breaking the record by a bill and a half that what's-his-name Walton and the Walmart clan paid for the Broncos just a year ago. And the Commanders, again, fetched $6 billion even though they're the commanders, the worst attendance in the NFL, a terrible stadium, angry fans, a terrible previous owner, a super tarnished um, reputation for all the things connected to Dan Snyder, the name of the team, his behavior, terrible workplace environment, all of those things, and they still sold for a record $6.05 billion. And apparently in his like uh, prospectus for minor investors, Josh Harris predicting, and probably rightfully so, that worst case scenario, 10 years from now, the team is valued at $15.5 billion and maybe as high as 20. So maybe three times what he paid in just a decade. It's why more owners aren't selling. Even though they could get billions and billions and billions of dollars, the market, the bubble is not popping anytime soon. It's just going to keep going up and 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 adding more billions and more, you know, more columns, more zeros to their value. It's a machine that literally can't be slowed down. By definition, by structure, it can't. NFL teams, because they get like $10 billion annually from all their TV deals, their share of the TV money is going to be more than they need to operate as a team for that year. So they it, they can't lose money. Teams all across the globe otherwise routinely lose money. Sometimes like MLS, which we discussed last time with, 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 with Richard Deitch, they all lose money. They operate at a loss. NFL teams can't lose money because of their media rights deal and because the CBA connects salary cap to revenues. So Revenues always go up more than the salary cap, so they're always getting, or revenues go down, the cap goes down, so there's always more money coming in than going out. We should all be lucky enough to be able to buy an NFL team because they are ridiculous investments and they're only going to get more value. The thing to take, though, away from all of this is don't ever say yes again to an NFL owner asking the rest of us for money when it comes to facilities, stadiums, infrastructures. We're going to pay our money to go to games. We're going to pay our money for 
for League Pat, whatever. Why can't a Sunday ticket on YouTube TV, wherever it lives going forward, you may pay extra for Red Zone on your cable package. You're going to pay money to watch the NFL. But when it comes to public money, tax money, bonds, whatever, we must stop giving these people our money. They don't need it. It's okay if they make slightly less money than they were planning to for a little bit because they just built a new ridiculous stadium. Otherwise, we got to stop. We got to stop giving them money because they don't deserve it. They don't need it. It's all a scam. The whole thing's a scam. But let's at least address this particular part of the scam because it applies to all of us, whether you just got a stadium or one's in construction, or one's coming soon, we're all going to live this. So if you can vote on it, either directly or by the people who will then take that elected office and vote on these things, this is a thing that has to stop. These guys, men and women, family, companies, whatever, they don't need any more of our cash because they all have it by tens, dozens, twenties, hundreds of millions of dollars, billions of dollars. They can build their own stadiums and highways and train infrastructure and whatnot. They don't need any more of our cash because they are basically swimming in all of it like Scrooge McDuck, all of them. Now, there is a gap from the Cowboys, I think, pulling in revenue over $400 million last year. And then there are teams like the Packers and Lions, I believe, at the bottom of that list that only had like $70 million revenue. But that's still, that's revenue. Like, that's on top of everything else, they're, they're, that's profit, I guess. They're clearing that kind of money, which is a ridiculous sum that is matched by very few other organizations, and yet that's the bottom of the NFL rung. They are filthy, obscenely rich, the teams, and valuable, so let's please stop giving them any more of our public money. Meanwhile, I need to understand what Bilotti just keeps laughing at because it's not me, but he's back there being all sorts of giddy. And I'm kind of jealous that I don't know what's going on. And I feel like a teacher now being like, uh, what are you guys laughing at in the back of the room? No, that Dan CBS quotes, I just love their content. Okay. That's it. I'm, just, I'm very happy today. Early toast for DA show uh, yeah, quotes? I'm just very happy today. What are they pumping out? No, just their usual stuff. I'm very appreciative of what they're doing. Well, I'm glad that's more entertaining than the radio show going on. Well, in you're front entertained. Of you. You're don't always worry. entertaining. I'm not that insulted by you're this. You're always entertaining. I think it's probably the last one. That's the first question that is asked in the interview. Can you be my friend? (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) 50 interviews, and that's the first question. Yeah. Well, the good news for uh, for Pete continues. He's got great content in front of him today, uh, and he has at least a vote from Andrew Kaplan from the back room on his home property. All right. Cap's voting for you in the question that you created other than Cap, who's the MVP of the show today? <laughs> the Andrew Cap, most valuable player award. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, guess what? That might be the only vote Pete's got because the early returns are really favorable for the dude with half a shirt on. Who's that? Uh, you, buddy. Oh, yeah, I'm leading. The rest of us have full shirts on. You're the one with half your bosom out. <laughs> bosom? Yeah. I'll lose votes if I take off my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> How do I unvote? Pete, I feel like you would look good in the if you dressed up as Vader. Vader? Like Darth Vader? No, no, no. The old school WWF wrestler no, that, that had the hockey mask him. and he had, you know, the, the two strap. 
Yeah, fun fact about Singlet. him. Fun fact about him. Listening. Uh, <laughs> he never washed his gear. Oh, hey. <laughs> they, had a, they had to yell at him to wash his gear. Shouldn't, shouldn't somebody be washing their gear in WWE? You, should, you can't really put it in the, in the washing machine. Right. Most gear. You have to soak it. Okay. In like a sink, you know, or bathtub. Hand wash it. Hand Take it to the river. It. Yeah. Okay. But oh, he, he must have stunk. He never washed his gear, and they had to yell at him for it. Imagine if he put you in a power bomb and you just head between those legs. Oh. Who is this again? This is Vader, the late, great uh, Big Van Vader. Oh, he's dead? Yeah. Uh, at least we didn't kill him on the show. Right. No. So he can't win a Super Bowl either. <laughs> well, according to some hosts, yes. <laughs> That was great. Take him off the list then. Um, all right. Let's reset. We'll get some headlines. We've got a baseball conversation. Bob Nightingale, USA Today, is on the show, which is the DA show on CBS Sports Radio. Excuse me. Of <laughs> <coughs> what we're doing. In that moment. <clears throat> Sorry about that. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's DA on CBS Sports Radio. Oh, great. That sounded beautiful. Welcome back to the DA show on this Wednesday morning. It's me, Andrew Bogish, uh, alongside Pete Botcher, a boil with half a shirt on, and you at 855 212 for CBS. 855 212. 4227 at CBS Sports Radio at Andrew Bogish. Thanks again to Richard Deitch of The Athletic for joining us last hour. We're back on the guest line in just a second talking baseball with USA Today's Bob Nightingale. For those of you keeping track of such things, tomorrow when DA again fills in for Jim Rome, you've got me, Pete, and Botch again. But now we've got Peter Schwartz back on updates. Oh, really? And, and I believe we've got Schwartz again on Friday. Oh, is that so? I think that's a late change. So with DA off on Friday altogether, you get that for him for the next two days. So plan accordingly. A lot of Pete's, a little bit of a Schwartz, a young Ryan Botcher. It's a big finish to the last two shows of the week. Right now, uh, very quickly, I'll save the bigger segment for tomorrow. We can have the official response to Hard Knocks episode one from the resident Jet fan, people Pete But I watched it this morning on my way to the studios. I liked it a lot. I told you from the beginning, I was all in on this. This was the choice of the four teams that could be compelled to do it. This is the one I wanted to see. Aaron Rodgers, Robert Sala, Sauce Gardner, I mentioned this last Friday morning. Zach Wilson's an important storyline to me for the Jets. He may need to play games this year. He may become a tradable asset for them. We need, they need a Zach Wilson answer. So the Hall of Fame game was something. Some hard knocks cameras or something. Watching Rodgers tutor Zach Wilson in the back half of the episode last night seemed important. I think if you haven't watched it yet, Rodgers is a 50-50 proposition. You're either going to think he's a phony and it's all nonsense and it's all BS and it's all him playing a part, or you're going to think he's super cool, they're all on board, they're all behind him from a personality standpoint. From a football standpoint, the dude's slinging it all over New Jersey, and the Jets seem to love it. Garrett Wilson's a tremendous young wide receiver that's only going to benefit from the throws that Rodgers can make for him. And the early star of this episode uh, is Jeff Albrick, Albright? I don't know if I'm saying his last name correctly. Albrick. Albrick. He's their defensive coordinator, and he is fantastic 
in the meetings that they're showing you on Hard Knock. So I think Pete's going to like it. And but I'm it, looking forward to it. But guessing what Pete likes is almost not worth your time because there's no rhyme or reason to the things that Pete likes. I have a method to my madness. Is that true? Yes, there is. Would you share any tidbits of that madness with the rest of us? Uh, no way. Thank you. So we remain in the dark. Yes. Trying to figure out exactly what you're going to well, think of He something. likes wrestling. Correct. He likes old time. What are your favorite shows, Pete? Old time. <laughs> old time. If they happen pre- Roll and Hardy. If they happen pre-what, 92 you're in? Uh, 80s, 90s. Okay. Family Matters. Right. What's the song again? For Strangers. You were close. That was that was. I got close. the melody. I forgot the words. Yeah. Totally. As uh, days go by. Right. Yeah, as days go by. Remember we were like figuring out what the lyrics were for like three minutes a couple weeks ago? Yeah, I wasn't here that day. I, I missed that show. No, I was, I was in for you. Yeah. I don't remember where I was, but I missed that Probably show. Probably on some vacation. No, I think you were easy. in Dublin. Easy. No, that was more. I feel like that was more recent than that. Dublin was April. The Family so? Matters singing was more recent than that. Yeah. yeah. Um, that might have been the Chicago trip. No, Boston, maybe. No, I didn't so, take a day off for Boston, or did I? No, we didn't. Chicago was last year, Pete. You, so you're just grasping straws Sorry, now. sorry. Hey, you <laughs> haven't been on 50 trips. I, I mean, know. leave me alone. They're more spread out than you think. And, in hey, fact, relax. next week when I'm not here, it's the first time I think I'm going to have multiple days off in a row since I went to Ireland in April. I oh. think I've been a pretty good hard hat guy around Whoa. here. Don't come yeah. at Bogus's throat. Yeah. I mean, you're taking off five weeks coming up soon. That's, that's, wow. that's so the reason So I would keep your elbows that. down here, buddy. That's the reason for that. <laughs> I know. I had a baby. Great. I'm going to have one, too, and take off eight weeks. I deserve it. Knocking things over in the studio? I didn't touch that. That just fell by itself. And Boyle just sniffed its under. Someone's playing with that thing. <laughs> I think it's time for an update. Is it? <laughs> Please. From the guy who just did that. <laughs> Here's more of Boyle with headlines. Means go. I'm trying. Focus, you be, you be, you be. That's the road the, of the guy who just sniffed a stuffed animal's bottom you and said someone's playing with that. Please take it away. Save us from that. You began the show talking about the criticism new commander's OC Eric Bieniemy is getting from his own players to head coach Ron Rivera for being in, too intense and hard on him. Here is Biennemi yesterday admitting, yeah, he's tough on his players, but he supports them just as vehemently. Eric Biennemi is, is who he is, okay? Eric Biennemi knows how to adapt and adjust. Eric Biennemi is a tough, hard-nosed coach, but also understand I'm going to be the biggest and harshest critic, but I'm also their number one fan because I got their back and I'm going to support them at all times. Yeah, former Chiefs receivers Tyree Kill and Nicole Hardman, who played under Biennemi, have come to his defense. Hill tweeted, there's no other coach that has your back like EB. Take that coaching and get better. We've all been through. It's tough, but I promise you it'll make you better. Hardman then quotes that tweet with, quote-unquote, I promise. Elsewhere, it's becoming part of the biggest summer running back story, and it's two prongs. So Jonathan Taylor has left Colts training camp to rehab an injured ankle off-site even though injured players are traditionally expected to be on the field for each workout. Now, first-year head coach Shane Steichen said Taylor was absent as part of his rehab process and said, quote, if you don't see him out here, it's part of his rehab, end quote. Then was asked if he's rehabbing on or off-site, and Steichen declined to comment. So, yeah, he, he ain't there. 
Uh, Taylor's been on the PUP list since camp began, which the Colts attributed to his offseason ankle surgery. And, of course, he requested a trade last week, which Jim Irsay shot down pretty quickly. So, as a result, free agent Kareem Hunt is scheduled for a visit to Colts camp now. Hunt visited the Saints. Seemed like a done deal since the Saints have their own running back issues with Alvin Kamara's suspension and Eno Benjamin's injury. But he apparently had a visit scheduled with the Colts before he even stepped foot on the Saints training camp field. So, stay tuned, I guess, on who Kareem Hunt picks and... Dalvin Cook, obviously still a free agent. The juice seemingly running out of that story. Uh, But uh, perhaps Cook is trying his best to hold out for the $10 million he was seeking. And as more running backs get hurt in camp, I guess he's got a better shot for that. Anyway, baseball, biggest games of the night yesterday in Baltimore. Kyle Tucker tucked O's fans in bed and read him a nightmare story. 2-2 again. And Tucker hits it in the air pretty deep to right field. That sends back McKenna at the wall looking up. See you later! Kyle Tucker gives the Astros a lead with a grand slam. 7-6, Houston. Astros radio Tucker's 20th homer of the year stunned the O's fans to a news and gave Houston a critical 7-6 comeback win. Mets fans' favorite, Max Scherzer, was stellar yet again for the Rangers. Seven innings, three hits, one run. Texas wins their eighth straight with a 6-1 win over the A's. Freddie Freeman, three more hits and another RBI. Dodgers survived a ninth-inning D-backs comeback to hold on for a 5-4 win. Arizona now has lost seven straight. Angels had lost seven straight. They finally ended the nightmare skid. Brandon Drury with a home run and three runs scored. Halos beat the Giants 7-5. And Logan Gilbert shoved last night in Seattle. Seven innings, one hit, 12 punch outs. Mariners blank the Padres, two zip. Finally, baseball news. Big blow to Tampa Bay. Rays ace and all-star Shane McClanahan likely done for the year. Could need surgery. Manager Kevin Cash said he was pulled after four innings against the Yankees last week. Then Tampa revealed he had forearm discomfort and was going back to Florida. Now he might need Tommy John. And one last thing right here, college football. Stanford first-year head coach Troy Taylor said the school intends to remain at a Power 5 level. Now ACC presidents met yesterday morning to discuss the possibility of adding Stanford and Cal, but the matter was not voted on yet, according to Pete Thamel. All right, Boyle, thanks so much. As promised, now we're talking baseball with Bob Nightingale from USA Today. Bob, it's Andrew in New York. How are you this morning? Yeah, doing well. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you for coming on. We appreciate it, Baba. Let's begin with the Orioles. I'm sure you're not surprised by um, their, I don't know what the right word is, their insensitivity, their bad punishment of Kevin Brown, but it's surprising to me that they haven't fixed it. People really freaked out Monday, now we're Wednesday, and I guess Kevin's coming back on Friday, but should by now the Orioles have said something publicly and apologize and try to move away from this? You would think so. So it looks like they're hoping it just goes away. People forget about it. when you have your uh, when you have your crowd chanting for them. <laughs> yeah, not a good sign. I mean, the unfortunate part is if this was the old Orioles, like nobody would care. And now the fact that it's one of the best focus stories in all of baseball, you don't want to be talking about you know a broadcaster being suspended. You'd rather be talking about you know, the team on the field. And that team on the field, first place right now in the AL East. But but how good are they? bigger picture in your mind can they win the american league can they be a world series team you know they can that's i love the fact they uh you know we're all in not all in but at least they went into trade deadline by getting jack flaherty and you know last year they you know traded away guys you know this year they say you know what we got a chance and they do when you look around i mean they were toe-to-toe with houston uh i mean it's houston texas and and Baltimore, you know, probably, uh, you know, right there as far as 
all all together. And I, I'm not going to discount Toronto. But I think the American League is wide open. Uh, the Rays might have been in that mix, but now Shane McClanahan is probably done for the year with an elbow injury. Um, does that kind of erase all of your confidence in them, or can they still make some noise in October? I think it still makes a noise. Uh, I mean, they, they still have a very good chance, of course, when the ALE is just because those guys have been there before. You know, Baltimore guys haven't. And, uh, you know, that's why I think you know, gives them a, gives them a slight edge before the McClanahan injury. I mean, that's the third guy per pitcher now that's gone Tommy John surgery. Uh, you wonder. And they've only been playing a little bit better than 500 balls since that great start. That being said, I mean, those guys you know, know how to win. They've been to these pennant stretches before. I don't discount them, but that's a, that's a massive blow, particularly in the playoffs. It does feel to me, at least, Bob, that there's a lot of arm injuries for Rays pitchers. Are they doing something different? Do they need to take a look at that? Is that an actual problem or am I kind of – uh, misremembering their history of arm troubles for pitchers. No, you're right. I mean, they, uh, people talk about that in the game. You know why? So they're like these in the Rays, you know, get them, you know, chew them up, spit them out, and we'll we'll go to the next guy. Uh, but yeah, something funny is going on. Of course, a lot of these guys, you know, they throw you know 101, 102 miles an hour, and they're, they don't throw any other pitches. And it's like just learn to become a uh, a pitcher. You don't have to throw as fast as you can and blow out your arm. So, But you're right. It seems like it happens to them more than any other team, particularly any other good team. Bob Nightingale of USA Today is with us here on the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. Bob, what do you know about how bad things are in that White Sox clubhouse? You know, it's bad. I, you know, I, I, I've talked to enough guys in there. But it's been that way for, you know, for a while now, guys just aren't happy there, and they're losing. Uh, you know, I, I think they need to break that thing up. Just you know, change the mix in there. Uh, you know, I think with the uh, Pedro Garfall walking a tough situation, and you know, one player said as soon as Tim Russo left, it was almost like a substitute teacher coming in, just you know, everybody running amok type thing. Uh, you know, they they had rules, but you know. If a guy broke a rule, it wasn't like he was being harshly disciplined or something like that. So I, I do think they need to change that mix up in there. You kind of start over with, with a uh, you know a bunch of guys because they come across too much as a team that doesn't care about whether they win or lose. Does this problem start at the top? I mean, you can't change the owners, but you need to change the guys who would change the roster to try and fix all this. Well, I think you still have to change that mix in the clubhouse. You know, trade those guys away and uh, and start over that way. I mean, it's the same, you know, underachieving group, and it doesn't matter who's the manager. I think it was very unfair when there, you know, people pointing their fingers at Tony LaRusa. Here he is battling serious health concerns, uh, blaming LaRusa for the problems, and then saying, okay, the new guy, Pedro Grafal, who had been passed over, you know, three times by the Royals. Well, well, you know, fix things. You know, no, that's it, not true. Uh, you know, it wasn't Rose's fault. You know, some of these guys had to look themselves in the mirror. Say, okay, what can I do to, you know, make myself better? Because they've underachieved now. Uh, you know, really since since the 2021 season when they won the division by so many games. Bob, the Angels finally won last night for the first time since the trade deadline, but there's still seven games out of a wild card spot. The Red Sox, the Yankees, Mariners, all between them and the Blue Jays. Are the Halos done, or with Mike Trout kind of coming back soon, is there any reason to hold on to their their wild-card hopes? 
Well, I think they're close to being done and just such a big obstacle. I mean, they uh, you know seven back with less than 50 games of play. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough ask. But I, I still do say they did the right thing by keeping Otani and adding on to it because that's the only chance to keep Otani. If you didn't have any desire to keep him or say, okay, I'm not going to spend $500 million, you know, then go ahead and trade him away and don't add. But at least this gives them a chance to stay. I mean, nobody thought Mike Trout would stay either, and he did. So I think the same thing with Otani. I think they have a better chance to keep him than a lot of people think. I mean, if you could put a percentage on those chances, what would it be? 20%, 30 north and you know closer to 50 What do you think the actual odds of him staying in Anaheim are? Yeah, I would say maybe a one-in-three chance type thing, you know, over uh, you know, 33%, something like that. I mean, you think about it, there's not too many teams that are even going to be in the picture offering that kind of money. Uh, you know, they're going to be west. It's going to be uh, the Dodgers will be there, the Giants. Uh, you know, Padres always spend wildly. Uh, so I, I think those teams along with the Angels. So, uh, you know, at least it's got to show them something that they didn't turn them away and they actually added a little bit to deadline, you know, trying to, trying to help their chances. Bob, when you look uh, at the National League as a whole, is it is it the Dodgers or maybe it's not because they're their pitching rotation, the injuries there? Who is the team that actually could keep the Braves from winning the pennant? I think the Dodgers are the are pretty much the only team. I'm not going to discount Milwaukee because uh, you know, they have Brandon Woodruff back. Corbin Burns is pitching lights out. So uh, I don't discount them because of the pitchers. Uh, but, yeah, Dodgers amazing. I mean, you know, this, is a, this was a team that wasn't supposed to do anything. They didn't do anything in the free agent market. Uh, you know, pretty much stayed pat at, at the trade deadline. Everybody's giving the division to San Diego Padres. And here they are again. I mean, this was everybody's chance to finally knock off the Dodgers, and nobody did it. Uh, you know, you worry about their pitching. They have a you know, tremendous offense. But, yeah, I think, I think it'll come down to uh, Dodgers Atlanta, you know, once again with, you know, Milwaukee kind of, you know, lurking around. Uh, and then those Padres, you just mentioned them. They're four out right now. There's a handful of teams between them and that last wild card spot. We've been waiting for them to get going. They still haven't gotten going should we keep waiting, or is this the San Diego team that we're going to get all year long where they just can't get over that hump and they're going to miss the playoffs? I don't think anything, anything's going to change. I mean, it's gotten on like this, uh, you know, for the entire season. And we're going on five months and nothing has changed. You know, and everybody talked about the Mets with the payroll and the underachieving. But I, I think if, if these guys miss the playoffs, I think it's the most underachieving team in baseball history. I really do. They, they're just loaded with talent. I think 11 All-Stars on that team. and You walk that clubhouse in spring training, it was, it was like the Yankees and Red Sox combined as far as just all the media was in there because of all the stars. There's no way in, the, in, a, in a weak NL race where you know teams like the Diamondbacks are just two games out after just you know, uh, sticking the place up since the All-Star break, you, know, you can't get in. But they're showing no life at all. Bob, when you read between the lines of what Steve Cohen is saying, the Mets are saying as an organization, how do you think they handle this winter and building a team for 2024? I think they'll just do it like, a little bit like the Dodgers last year in the major market, just be very modest. It's particularly you were talking about, okay, we're not going to win in 24. We're gearing up for 25 and 26. All they said is, you know, we, we hope to have a, a, a competitive team. 
So I, I think they'll stay out of the free agent market. You know, and I, that include, I don't think Otani is going to go there anyway. You know, but that includes Otani and, and some of the big name, uh, you know, free agent starters. I just don't see them jumping in there. You know, not after what they've done. Uh, I think it would be interesting what they do with Pete Alonso. I, I think they'll make him available and and see what they get in return. You know, if they're going to sign him to contract extension, they certainly would have done so by now, particularly when they're signing everybody else last month. Yeah, and I'm also wondering, too, if, if Pete wants to be a Met long-term. Like, maybe that's the problem here is that they know that he wants to go go somewhere else because we're sitting here in New York, and that is now the, the question surrounding the Mets is what do they do with him? And like you just said, more and more kind of makes sense to the very least explore what could be out there for him in a trade. Yeah, and I think if somebody really wanted him with the trade deadline, you know, would have been a high asking price that they would have moved him. Obviously, you're dealing with the, uh, a fan favorite, how popular he is and stuff. You know, we don't know what he's seeking to for an extension. But I just I did find it odd that when they were trying to lock everybody else up, uh, bring back their free agents and, you know, add on that there was never any talk at all about, hey, what about Pete Alonso? Uh, Bob, last thing, uh, we had Aaron Boone flipping out the other night at Laz Diaz, who has often gotten the ire of managers. Uh, we had the guy in the Phillies-Nats game yesterday have three calls overturned uh, almost back-to-back-to-back, to back to back. and I know he was a vacation replacement. But um, does does MLB think its umpires are as bad as we do on the outside? Do they think it's a problem that needs to be addressed, or are they kind of cool with uh, the crew of guys calling games these days? No, I think they think everything is fine. And, and I mean, you hate to see, you know, calls overturned like that, particularly last night by the same, uh, you know, young umpire. But, you know, all their uh, scores and everything else, and the umpire's never been better. Uh, you know, I th- you know, the umpire still complained about that box on TV. Right. And that's not exactly right. And, uh, you know, I think it does get, uh, you know, it frustrates the umpires and everything else. Like, okay, if this is the strike zone, you know, swing the bat. Uh, I think too many people are, you know, complain, like, okay, the ball's, you know, a tenth of an inch outside. You know, what's wrong with just swinging, swinging the bat and trying to get a hit instead of everybody looking for a walk? Uh, I know, I've never seen so many people excited to get a walk in my life. You know, Driving <laughs> some runs. Uh, you should have seen me as a bad high school hitter accepting all walks thrown my way. That was better than me making an out. <laughs> Uh, Bob, as always, we appreciate the info. Thanks for getting up for us. We appreciate it, and we'll talk to you again soon, I'm sure. All right, look forward to it. Thank you. Of course, that's Bob Nightingale, USA Today, as we spin around the diamond, uh, approaching the midpoint of August. There are, as he said, about 50 games left. That's a lot of baseball, but it's also not a lot of baseball. And if you know, the, you're know you the Padres or the Angels or anybody else on the periphery just hanging on to that wild card chase, it's time to finally get it in gear before there's no games left for you to make that charge that we've been waiting for you to make here all summer long. Uh, one more time out, and then the results of Pete's most important poll question ever, hoping that you voted for him to be today's Andrew Kaplan show MVP, plus your epic fail when we come back the DA show on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. 
Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. No one knows what analytics is. They think it's like a bunch of nerds doing math, which I don't know, maybe that's what it is. It's time now for the Mothership's Advanced Analytics. Well, Pete wanted you to say nice things about him, and he basically got his wish. He came up with today's poll question. Who is the Andrew Kaplan MVP of the show today? Myself, Pete, Boyle, and Bacha were the choices. And Pete and Boyle, the PB boys, as I'm looking at it right now, are tied with 31% of the vote apiece. Oh, doctor. That leaves me in bronze medal position with 26% of the votes. And then Ryan Botcher matching his age, just 12% of the votes <laughs> as show MVP today. Let the record show that I voted for Botcher since he booked both Richard Deitch and Bob Nightingale. And that's more work than any of the three of us did combined since yesterday's show ended to get ready for today's show. Advanced analytics will tell you, and maybe you should have voted for me if I tell you this. I scored 19 points as a sophomore in JV basketball. 19 points for the season, not in a game, but I did score just one as a freshman. So unofficially going from one to 19 points is a New York City high school record in terms of percentage increase from season to season. How about that? That's according to me. Pete is a big fan of desk plants. Ryan gave up playing sports at the young age of 15 to become an assistant coach in high school, working on Shep's staff, I believe, and Boyle is allergic to penicillin. That's right. And speaking of Boyle, he is not allergic to Hawaiian shirts. Your epic fail is Boyle on Island Time. Even the DA show is not perfect. We know. Shocking. Here's the epic feel. I told uh, Crystal Presti down the hall, I am on island time. <gasps> Still. Oh, is it a post-vacation thing or just a general life just decision? Just a general life decision. Okay. I'm always on island time from now on, Bogues. I'm not going to get angry about things. I'm, yeah? Yeah. Aunt Joni, she got me steamed up the other day. Maybe Pete. it's because Aunt Joni is a... I'm a cool guy now. I'm a chill guy. So how long does that last? So not, uh, 9 a.m. Eastern? Now... Is there a formula to the to the number of buttons you have unbuttoned on that shirt? Or is there a, a geographical I, I mark to, on I your chest? To, I try to tiptoe the line of what is acceptable. And I think you're right at that line, correct, Pete? I mean, one more button would be unacceptable. This one is barely acceptable. <laughs> he, always, he always has one thing every day. 
Honestly, the thought process was if I undo this next button, when You're I basically see our boss naked. today, later this morning, is he going to say something about it? Now, he's going to call you a beta loser. <laughs> a beta? Why would it be called a beta? For Whatever sure, popping the chest, letting the chest pop, beta. beta. Come off as a loser. Mm-hmm. I think you can go one more, bud. And you just did. I just did. Great. Party. It's a party now. Shoes are off. Help! It's a pina colada Wednesday. How about I take it down another button, baby girl? Help! Why don't you oil up this chest? Help! Wow. Nice. Watch DA.com numbers. YouTube numbers is going to peak right now. Nice. Dipping. Nice and slow. Roxy in San Diego just passed out. Moist pork just passed out. <laughs> <laughs> Moist pork just threw his iPad in the river. However, he's watching, just got tossed out of the window. That goes Shlomo's Expo hat. <laughs> <laughs> it's down over his eyes. <laughs> Tell me when it's over. <laughs> Cover your eyes, Shlomo. Put it on. Put it on. Epic fail, you loser. That is why you fail. Epic fail. Uh, don't forget a brand new PGP should be in your podcast inbox, if that's a thing. Uh, in a little more than an hour from now, we'll tape it after the show. Me and Pete, me and Botcher. Tomorrow on the show, it's me, it's Pete, it's Ryan, it's a Peter Schwartz appearance. He's here on Friday as well. Thanks to our guest this morning, the one and only Richard Deitch of The Athletic, the one and only Bob Nightingale of USA Today. Uh, while Pat and Pete share the Andrew Kaplan MVP of the show today award, uh, a quick write-in push from Moist Pork, who did so much to make today's show possible. So we thank him, as always, for his contributions. I believe Pete is still on the wheels of steel, so I thank him for that. Thanks to Botcher. Thanks to Boyle. Thanks to you for listening and or watching. Enjoy your Wednesday. We will see you on Thursday. The Mothership Disconnects. The host would like you to unmute your microphone. So, it's interesting you can press because... Star 6 to unmute. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.